Hey friends, this is Cam with The Render Podcast. I'm so excited to go through an episode with y'all all about end of year planning. Man, this episode was fun to go through because we do this once a year. For the last five years, we've been going through our end of year process that we're going to walk you through today. Um, if you are new to this process of going through end of year plans and you are not a student of Rent of This Academy, go ahead and check the link in our bio. We're offering a free template and guide um, of how we do this process. And so you're going to see in real time what we do for our business this year. These are fresh documents that we just um, tweaked and updated for this next year. And we'd love for you to join in this process of planning for the end of the year and for 2022 of next year. If you love this podcast and you're an avid listener of the Render Podcast, we would love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Apple Podcasts just recently did an update, and so there's no longer a subscribe button at the top, but there's a little plus sign at the top. So click that, and then you will see our episode every week and get notified about it. And then there is a little place where you can write a review and share what you love about this podcast with other people looking at it as well. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode all about end of year planning. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. another episode all about end of year planning. And if you know us or if you've been around for a minute, you know that we love to plan ahead. You know that we love to have plans. We love to have systems and processes in place. And I've taught you guys that over and over. And so we're going to get into how do we plan ahead for the next year. And I'm going to walk you through our process. And we do this every single year. We started doing this process back in, gosh, probably 2018, maybe even 2017. Yeah, maybe it was 2017, but we started doing this process internally as a team. And before it was really just me. And then I started bringing in my team members and we started doing this every year. Every single year it gets better and better because we know more and we've done more and we've experienced new things. If you're anything like us, you've been in the industry for a hot minute, you will have experienced a lot in the last year and even more so in the last two years. And so that's going to inform us how do we approach the years coming up. And so we are going to talk end of year getting ready for the next year. This is something that you might want to bookmark if you're not ready to go through the end of the year process yet. My only caveat is that I recommend that you go through this process before the end of the year. So by January 1st of 2022, you need to have gone through this process and getting ready for the new year. What better way to start the new year? Already having reviewed what the last year was and already have goals and plans and ideas for the next year. All right, so to start this episode off, I've got a little acronym that is going to help us make our way through this discussion about end of year planning. And it's literally the acronym E-O-Y, end of year. So the E is going to stand for evaluate. And we're going to evaluate our systems and processes 
O for end of year is going to represent offerings. We're going to look at what you offer and determine what makes sense moving forward for your company. And then for the Y, um, I actually asked my team if this was okay to use because I was kind of being in a silly mood. And they voted yes. And so why is our yay or nay? So we're going to look at what we did well this past year. We're going to celebrate those wins. And then we're going to overcome some obstacles for that nay. And so end of year, E-O-Y, evaluate offerings, yay and nay. So let's get into it. I'm going to break down each of these parts and what you need to do to go through these. So the very first one was evaluate. We are evaluating your systems and your processes. Now, if you know us, like I said, we have lots of systems and lots of processes to make sure that this business is a well-running machine and it's well-oiled and it's maintained and taken care of. And so we do that through systems and processes. Everyone knows the standard of how things should be done. And then, of course, we like to reach past that and overcome and really wow our customers. But that starts with what we call an SOP. SOP is a standard operating procedure. It's the how um, and the what, the step-by-step process of, of how you do what you do. So we have SOPs for every single part of this business. We have SOPs on how to produce a, a podcast episode, what we're doing right here, right now. We have SOPs on how you load a truck. We have SOPs on how you unload a truck. We have SOPs on the sales process. We have SOPs on what you do with an inquiry and how you get them to the booking process. We have SOPs on how to take them from a booked contract through their event. We have SOPs for every single thing. And so my very first thing that I'm going to talk to you about in this evaluating our systems and processes is if you do not have systems and processes, you do not have any standard operating procedures, go get them right now. We have a podcast episode. We're going to link to it in the show notes that you can go back to and listen to more about SOPs. But if you don't have an SOP, I need you to go start these now, like right now. Um, pause this episode and go start brainstorming what SOPs you need for your business. But those are just a few examples. And then just years in general from 2020, 2021, if you were in business in 2019 and before, each of these years that we just went through 2019 compared to 2020 compared to 2021 were incredibly different years back to back, right? So 2019 was a normal year or what the old normal used to be. And so that looked very different than 2020. 2020 was a year that um, was really a ghost town for most of us in the events industry. There was not very many events. And if they were, they were super small compared to the bigger sized events that we're used to. And then 2021 was this weird year of um, feeling like you're kind of on a tightrope or you feel like you're playing tug of war. Like, I really want to get back to the normal or what used to be normal but we can't yet because of rules and regulations and laws and all the things that come with a pandemic and what it happens after a pandemic. And so we're on this kind of uh, tightrope in this um, tug of war back and forth all year of 2021. And so that's very different from the previous two years. And so when we have these uh, monumental, either a good way or bad way, but monumental years like this, it shifts the way that we do things. And so if you were in business pre-pandemic, you likely did things a very different way than how you did last year and this year. And so when we have these big shifts and we have these big things that make us reevaluate how we do things, whether we want to or not, you have to look at your SOPs. 
Like for us, we created our SOPs in 2017, 2018. We reevaluate those every single year because we've just been in that process of doing that. But if you don't have them or if you haven't touched them since 2019, now is the time to reevaluate those. Now is the time to really go into those and make sure that the way that you're doing it still lines up. Because for someone who gets events um, all the time, and we've been back to normal here in Texas since really March, April. And so we've seen this huge shift in the industry of events since March. So since March, I'm going to just tell you from real-time experience, we're getting inquiries the same day, the same week, the same month as the actual event is happening. Whereas before in 2019, pre-pandemic, we would have anywhere from four weeks to 12 months before the event from the time that they inquired. And now, right now, we're seeing people reach out the day before, sometimes the day of, sometimes five days before, sometimes seven days before, and sometimes 14 days before. And that's a very normal thing right now. And so clearly, we've had to shift how often we're following up and how quickly we're producing these quotes. Because if we don't give someone a quote within 24 hours and their event is in 24 hours, obviously they're not going to book us. And so SOPs had to change. They had to be updated because we book business in a very different way today than we did before. And so this part of end of year planning of evaluating what your systems and processes are, there's likely going to be um, some shifts that need to happen because of the years that we've just gone through. So that's the very first thing is evaluate your systems and processes, reevaluate if you did it earlier this year because things may have shifted. And keep in mind, in, in a few weeks, we've got an episode coming out about um, this new stat that we've all seen. If you're in the events industry, you saw the stat that says there's going to be 2.5 million weddings that happen in 2022. 2.5 million. A normal year? is like 1 million to like 1.5 million in a normal year. We just went through two years essentially of really no events and very, very small amount of events. And we're about to more than double our event capacity than our busiest year of 2019 yet. That being said, that's just weddings. That's not to say social events and corporate events are included in that number of 2.5 million And so in a few weeks, we are going to talk all about the crazy busyness that the events industry is about to have next year and years to come. And I've got some notes that we're going to talk about then because there's lots to unpack with that number and with that stat. But that being said, y'all are going to be busy next year. And that number is just for the U.S., but imagine the number for the world. So if you live in the United Kingdom, if you live in Europe, if you live in um, Asia, if you live in Africa, if you live in Mexico, if you live in New Zealand, Australia, we have students who listen to this podcast all over the world, which to be honest, still boggles my mind. I can't believe it. But we have people who listen all all over the world. And yes, here in Texas, specifically Dallas, Texas, it's very busy for us right now, but y'all are about to experience exact same craziness if you haven't already. So that being said, When we get busy, we have to have systems and processes that we can come back to and say, this is the way that we do it. And this is the way that we're always going to do it for this year during a crazy busy season. And when you have to hire someone, you're not going to have time to sit down and go through all these ways of how you do it or tell them how you do things. It's easiest if you just print these out, give it to them and say, this is how we do it. 
You know that song, this is how we do it. That's what you're going to do. And you're going to give them this SOP for them to look through and then ask questions afterwards, right? Okay, so evaluate your systems and processes. You're welcome for the musical um, intro to that. Okay, oh, the second thing of this, so offerings is the next one. Look at what you offer and determine what makes sense. And we're going to look at this in two parts of it. So did you offer things? I want you to ask yourself these three questions or so, really two questions. First question is, did you offer things this year or last year that just don't make sense to offer anymore? Really, they just don't make sense. Two ways that you're going to determine this. One is just thinking back over the year, like what did we do that did not make sense and doesn't make sense to offer any longer? And then um, the second way is to pull reports. So if you have a software that you book all of your business through, pulling those reports to see what the revenue is and what things are booking more than others and what services are booking more than others, that's going to be really the best data you can pull. Um, we use Good Shuffle Pro. They have incredible reporting. Hey, friends. Want to know the number one thing event professionals should invest in to take their business to the next level? Easy to use cloud-based rental software. That, my friends, is Good Shuffle Pro. Grow your event design and decor company when you partner with software built exclusively for your industry. Get paid quickly with electronic contracts and digital payments, keep track of your inventory, and give your clients an easy breezy experience. Head to rendereducate.co backslash goodshuffle or the link in our show notes for a free 30-day trial of Good Shuffle Pro. I also know that RW Elephant has incredible reporting, tap goods. Gosh, there's so many different softwares, and I encourage you to have one if you don't already have one. Um, like I said, we use Good Shuffle Pro, and we'll put a link in the uh, show notes for you if you're interested in that. But um, And that's part of systems and processes. If you took Rental Biz Academy, we have a whole section on um, systems and processes, and you would, would have seen all that. So if you're a student, then this is just a friendly reminder. Um, but the first question you're asking yourself is, did you offer things, whether that's services or products, this year that doesn't make sense to go into next year? And the second question is, did you have things that your customers are always asking for and you just don't have it and you have to say no or you have to go sub-rent that item? Those are the two biggest things that we're going to talk about here in the offerings part of what you offer and determining what makes sense to continue to offer. Because if you have someone asking for you something over and over and over, and they end up not booking you because you don't have that piece, then you're losing out on business. And same thing if people are um, not booking something because uh, they just don't like it, then it doesn't make sense to keep that in your inventory, right? And so you're going to ask these questions, you're going to pull these reports that really will tell you the data and, and what you need to know to be able to do that. The other thing that we're going to talk about in offerings is where do you keep a list of the random things and the random ideas that you have throughout the year for your offerings? Um, if you're anything like me in the middle of the night or in the middle of a car drive or singing in the shower or anything that you're doing in your mundane life or, you know, things that you just normally do, are there things that you think of, like I do, that you want to offer in your business? Like, um, the other day I had a, a grand idea for an inventory item and instead of just thinking about it and letting that thought pass by and not be able to follow through on that, I quickly jotted it down. For me, I keep all those ideas in Slack. I have my own personal channel for myself in Slack. Slack is a communication channel for your entire team. And so we have 
um, sectioned conversations that are topical, and then we have private conversations as well internally with either groups of people or individually direct messaging between our team. And so you also have a section that is dedicated to just you. And so it's kind of like a personal notes section on your phone. And so I have one of those for myself. You can also create channels for just yourself to see as well. Um, and so that's where I keep mine. If you have a notes section on your phone, that's another great option. Um, Google Docs is a great place to put it, but choose somewhere for you to keep all of the ideas that you have throughout the year and then pull it out a couple times a year, especially at the end of the year when you're planning for the next. And you want to go through that list and say, you know, I had a crazy idea about having a double door grand entrance for my business. Well, did anyone ask about that this year? Do we have any interest in that? Um, and then you can evaluate if you want to do that or not. But keep a running list somewhere that you easily can access on your phone or on the computer or on the go that you can write those things down and then come back to that at the end of the year to see if there's anything that you want to explore for the next year. And then keep track. So your offerings are really important because it directly is tied to the revenue that you bring into your business. And so you want to keep track of all those numbers because it's going to inform you on what to do next year and what goals to set for your sales team, what goals to set for your inventory and things like that. So keep track of all your numbers. Um, you should, if you have a software, like I said, Good Shuffle, um, RW Elephant, Top Goods, any, any software for rental companies, they should have reporting and tracking on all of your numbers. And different softwares, I've used all three of those. Um, different softwares have a different way that they report those things. But generally, you can find the same information across the board. Just it might be calculated a little bit differently or um, you can find it in a different way. So a couple things that you for sure want to track is per item, you want to know how much money that piece has made you over the course of the year and over the course of its lifetime with you. So if you've had a piece for four years, how much money has it made you to date? How much money did it make you this year, last year, the year before, and the year before? So you can compare year over year. Is this piece renting less than it did last year and the year before and the year before? Or is it renting more? And how much by each year is it renting? So that's really important to track because it'll inform you, do I keep this piece? Do I get rid of this piece? Do I buy more of this piece? Do I um, scale down in the quantity that I have? Those are all really good things to know. If you don't have something to track it by, then it's going to be really hard to do that. Or if you have to do it manually, that's incredibly hard. and It will be a, a long waste of your time um, to just do it manually. So highly recommend a software if you don't have one already. Um, the other things that you want to track is overall as a brand, um, what types of inventory are renting more? So are backdrops renting more than all of your bars or all of your bars tracking more than all of your um, sofas? And so that's going to be really important to track as well. All right, let's get into the last part of this, which is our yay or nay of our EOY. So we went through evaluate, we went through offerings, and now we're going through yay or nay. So we're going to celebrate our wins and overcome obstacles. Um, one of our biggest core values that we hold tight to, and we honestly do this every single week in our team meeting, is that we choose to celebrate wins. So if you remember back from episode, I think it was six or seven, we had an episode all about we choose joy, which is one of our favorite core values. And I'm going to read you the core value and how we put this into practice on a weekly basis, but also on an end of the year basis. 
So here's the core value. We choose joy every freaking day. We choose a positive outlook. We choose to ground ourselves in gratitude and celebrate wins. We want to work in an environment with amazing energy, the kind you can feel when you walk through the door. So how do we do that? We celebrate wins every week in our team meeting. We literally go around in a circle, whoever's in the team meeting that day, and we say uh, one thing that we're grateful for. And then we also say a thing that we want to celebrate in our position. And so that could be um, bulk recording podcast episodes for the next month, or it could be um, a really great stat on our marketing um, stats, or it could be booking a really big client or just the fact that events are coming back again. So those are things that we celebrate here in our positions. And we like to celebrate specific things as well. And then we cheer each other on through that and encourage each other. Um, And so I'm going to ask you to do this on a larger scale for the end of the year. So you're going to look back over your entire year and celebrate the wins that were really important to your company. And so it could have been um, buying a product that you really wanted to buy for years and you finally were able to buy it. Or it could be that you launched your business this year, finally, that you've been dreaming and planning for and you finally said yes to doing it. It could be that you've always wanted to buy Rental Biz Academy and you decided to buy it this year. Congratulations. Um, It could be so many different things in your business. It could be hitting a sales goal one month and um, being really proud of that. It could be hitting a sales goal for the entire year. It could be so many different things, but you want to celebrate the big wins and the little wins that you had throughout the year in your company as just really a whole. Um, Why do you do this first? And it's very important because you'd want to do this first because it's so easy to focus on the negatives, so easy to gravitate towards what didn't go right. Um, And that's kind of our natural thing as human beings is to gravitate towards kind of the not so great things. So we want to celebrate first. And, and it's so easy to do that if you're in the mindset of doing that, and if, it's, if it's one of your core values. I also want you to expand on why that thing went so well, or why that's such a big win for you, and how you got that to be a win. How did you get to that sales month of exceeding your sales goal? How did you get to um, buy that product? Why did that happen? Because if you if something goes really well and you know why it went so well, you can start to do that and replicate that with other things similar to it. So if something went really, really great because of a plan to do it, that means it went so well because you have an SOP. And so if you have SOPs for that specific area, imagine if you had SOPs for other areas and it makes those things and become more big wins as well. So it's really important to understand why did it go so well. Now we're going to look at the nays. So what didn't go so well that could have gone better? Um, It's realistic to go through these, but I really want you to make sure that you're not too hard on yourself. You want to be realistic. You want to be um, knowing of what went wrong, but I don't want you to beat yourself up about it. It's so easy to see that something didn't go right like, dang, I can't believe I did that. And I'm such a horrible person or I'm such, you know, I'm a bad business owner, whatever it is. But if you don't know what you did wrong, then it's hard to not do that again. Right. And so failures are also important because it informs you of how to overcome the next failure that you have. It's easy to see what I did wrong in the past and why it went that way. And then and say, I'm not going to do it that way again. I'm going to do something better, right? Um, so it's going to inform you of that so you don't make the same mistakes again. 
So then I want you to look again, why did it go wrong? What needs to happen so it doesn't do it again? So if you forget a product on a delivery, well, why did you forget it? Was it not written down? Was there not enough time to do it? Did you not have the right tools or knowledge in order to make sure that was a complete order? So understanding why and then making sure that there's a plan to overcome that. So if um, you don't have enough time and that's why you forgot something, then perhaps moving forward, you just need to say, hey, I'm going to build in extra 15 minutes or an extra 30 minutes to each of these delivery times to make sure that that doesn't happen again, right? Um, okay, so we just went through E-O-Y. We are going to look at that again. So the first one was evaluate, E-evaluate. Evaluate your systems and processes. O was offering, look at what you offer and determine if it makes sense to continue to offer those things. And then Y is the yay or nay, celebrate your wins and overcome your obstacles in your business. Some additional things that I would recommend going through in this end of year process is to look at your overall business things. So um, things like accounting or things like team culture, goals for this year, goals for three years, five years, 10 years down the road, and um, continue working on those things. And so you don't want to just stop here at evaluating and looking at your offerings and celebrating wins and, um, and wins and not wins or obstacles in your business, but you also want to look at these other places that really impact your business as a whole as well. A um, couple things to think about before you start these meetings, before you start to go this process, is determine who needs to be a part of these meetings. If you are a solopreneur, if you don't do this um, with a team or with other people on your team, and you're doing everything on your own, um, bring someone else in to this conversation to give you a different perspective. Um, it's really great when you can bring in like a parent that knows about your business or a friend or a spouse or someone who knows a little bit more about your business than just you. Um, I also offer coaching opportunities. And so if you need a one-on-one -on -one with someone who has been doing this for a long time and has failed miserably and who has um, exceeded goals many times and has done this process year over year, the last, gosh, what, five years now? Um, I'm your girl. I would love to jump on a call and kind of help you go through this process or look at things from an outside view um, and an unbiased view on your business as well. Um, so determine if you do have team, who is appropriate to have in these meetings? Well, in your marketing meetings, you might not need your entire team on your marketing meetings. But if you have a meeting that is talking about your offerings and the products that you offer, that's really an all-team type of meeting. You want to have your event staff on there. You want to have your sales team. You want to have your marketing team there because they're all going to have different inputs and different um, vantage points on this topic than you do in your position. I also want you to do this, and I mentioned this at the top of the episode, that you need to do this before the end of the year. Before January 1st of 2022, you need to have done this process going through um, evaluating your business and, and looking at your offerings and going through your wins and looking at your accounting, looking at your team culture and your goals and all the things. And you need to do this before the end of the year. Now, I know that gives you only about a month and a half from the time that this episode goes out, um, but it is important to carve out that time. So if you have any questions or if you want a little bit of extra knowledge around this process through end of year planning, you can sign up to take Rental Biz Academy. That's a great place to start for your business, especially if you're newer to business, to really get some of these systems and processes that 
um, we've created over the years and be able to implement those for yourself. So thanks for listening to an episode of the Render Podcast, all about end of year planning. I'm your host, Cam, and I will see y'all next week. Bye, guys.